Personal branding is something that had a general disdain for pride. <laughs> I honestly harbor this thought that, hey, I'm good enough, my reputation will supersede me, and ta-da, things will happen. Why do I need to brand myself? There's so much work. And this is especially common with professionals that do not really do a lot of outward-facing activity like sales, marketing, BD. You're doing your ops, you're doing your accounts, you're doing your professional engineering stuff. Why do you need to brand yourself? And clearly, I have a very narrow view about personal branding. Today, I've been schooled a whole different way to look at personal branding as an extension of trust, as an extension of your reputation. And if you think about it, you want to do some change in your company, you want to embark on a new project, you want to pursue the life that you love, you need that reputation, you need that trust. And how does personal branding then help you to achieve that? That's all for today. Welcome home. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another Chill Swift TFC session. In this series, we hope to bring on interesting, relevant people to help us learn better from various perspectives. Life is not always about learning from people that you already agree with. Perspectives shake around the thinker. So in our pursuit of the life we love or managing our finances, well, our guest for today is someone that has made his mark in the local and regional HR space. First by championing millennial HR and then moving on into employer branding. He is a great interviewer himself and he's definitely shot some questions back during our time together, he prides himself on relying only on inbound marketing, meaning people look for him, not the other way around. So I think he has some real interesting thoughts around personal branding, and I hope you learn some good juices with Sam Neil from Stories of Asia. Everyone is in the career space trying to drive themselves, trying to achieve whatever they want to achieve, mm -hmm. right? And things are changing fast, future of work is here, and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And personal branding is one of those classic things that's been repeated again and again and again and again and again. But then, like, what is the use of it, right? Just from your perspective as, mm. as someone that's in the professional space, you know, what is personal branding and what is your stand on it? So most people associate personal... It has become a buzzword, basically. Yeah, like it becomes a little cheesy, you know, like a bit, a bit irritating. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, you're not wrong. I think people are a bit apprehensive towards this, this you know, mm. terminology as well, mm. right? Mm. Essentially, think of personal branding as a reputation. Mm. You know, whether it's not just only for people who are trying to sell stuff. Or in fact, for that matter, all of us are selling something every single day, right? Whether we're selling our, our mindset, what we want people to believe in, selling for a promotion, right? Mm. Selling a product, a service, whatever it is. In some sense, we're selling something every single day. Mm. So personal branding to me equates to reputation, what you're known for, and that builds trust towards what you're selling. Mm. So imagine this, right? As a corporate employee, right? What you're selling is that, you know, you're credible, you're trustworthy, I can assign you with a bigger task, for example. I can put you in a position that um, is one level higher, two level higher, you know, that has bigger responsibility that I know you won't screw me up basically as a boss, right? Mm. So that's where personal brand comes in, right? You need to create a, an association, a trust level that people think of you as, okay, you, you can, we can count on you to achieve something. I know you're expert in this thing. If I have a problem, let's say HR, I'll come to Sam because I, I think Sam is an expert in HR, for example. 
And the beauty of it is you don't have to say you're an expert. If your brand, your reputation is good, people come to you naturally thinking of you as the guru, as the expert already. Mm. Right? And likewise, as a service provider, which I am now, obviously, right? What has really helped me is that the personal brand that I created established trust once again, right? So like, like I wish, I think I've shared with you previously as well that over 90% of my business, the leads itself, right? Came from LinkedIn, for example, because I built my personal brand there quite a fair bit. And I don't actively reach out to people and say, I have this product, anything. I don't do that at all, actually. In fact, over 90% either coming to me through inbound leads or through the indirect or direct referrals, basically. Mm. And that's because people know what I stand for, who I am, or even ask me, like, Sam, do you have a referral for something else? Because they trust that whoever that comes from me is trustworthy to some extent as well. Mm. So my point is that personal branding, yes, while the term is cheesy, everything, it just goes back to that trust level, mm. right? How are you creating trust with people in your life? to achieve your objective, whether it's selling yourself or as a product, as a consultancy, you know, a service or even promotion or even just to get a buy-in for something. Mm. That is important. Okay, so I get the idea. It's not like all buzzy and shit. Right? Mm. So it's just trust mm. at, the, at the core of it, right? So what, what people see you as, your reputation mm. and your trust. But then give me a little bit more like mm. tangible ideas, right? Because like trust and, you know, um, reputation, they're all... Relatively simpler than personal branding, mm. but then it's still like, what is trust? You know, how do you how do you go about doing it? What are the basis of trust in that sense? I think you can look at it in the simplest form, two aspects. One is from a knowledge aspect, right? So like I said, you don't want to go out telling people that you're an expert in something because it just shows like blowing trumpet and it becomes a bit dodgy <laughs> at times, right? Fake guru, fake guru. A lot of fake guru, right? If you give me 35 <laughs> seconds of your time, then I tell I'll you something. I'll smash the cake right? on your face. <laughs> Precisely, right? <laughs> so, so the thing is, you know, how do you show that you're an expert without saying you're an expert? Mm. Right? So one of the biggest things in today's day and age, we all know, is content creation. Mm. Whether it's a podcast, a short post on social media, an article, a video, whatever it is, right? Over time, give value. I think it starts from giving value through the different channels, through different content itself. Once people realize that, hey, you're, you're not selling me something, you're giving value that's practical, that's useful, that is one place that can get you started already to establish you as a top of my expert at least, right? And that's where the first half of the credibility happens. Second bit is then, do people feel like they're connected with you as a person or do they feel very distant, right? The thing is, you know, there are so many experts out there, gurus from the West, for example, but typically you'll just follow, just learn. You, you probably won't think of reaching out to them, mm. for example. If you want to be someone that people can reach out to besides the, the knowledge part is, do people know you and relate to you as well? which is why increasingly in today's day and age, you see a lot of people going towards that authenticity route, right? People say authenticity is important, become vulnerable is important. That's the reason why actually. They want to connect people, let people see them in a different light and feel that they're human. They're mm. not just another organization in that sense. Mm. And hence with that knowledge aspect, with that human aspect, it adds up in the simplest form to give you that, that trustworthiness essentially. Mm. So essentially you don't want to be seen as just and it's like Gobedia, right? You know, someone that knows everything, but you're very distant, you're not cool, yep. not lovely, you know, and, and that's kind of what it is. Yep. Uh, but how then do I know what is mm. like a good brand to, to build, you know, in that sense, right? Because mm. content and all that is one side of the discussion. Mm -hmm. And that is like, wow, there's a repertoire of content out there, so much going on. How do I stand out from there? And then there's the whole other part about being human, right? So how do I then become likable or, you know, yeah. So, so, you know, like, give me tangibles, yes. So if you want to consider it, there's also another two steps to consider, right? So one is then, it starts from social listening, 
mm. right? Listening to the market, what are the things that people are talking about? What are some of the gaps? Or based on that, what do you see is going to happen essentially, mm. right? And then of course, filter down to your target audience. What are they talking about? What's the pain point? What are you trying to solve, right? So that's the first part in terms of outward in kind of thing. Then from inward out essentially, right? Inside out essentially is then you need to ask yourself, right? What am I really passionate about? You know, what's my unique combination of experience, skill set, and passion that you can bring together to call yourself th that brand, essentially. Because mm -hmm. all of us, while, for example, we may be in a content space, right? But your way of creating content, your beliefs, the way you execute it, is different from how I do it, right? So looking inward, first and foremost, to look at your toolkit, what do you have, what you're passionate about, and see what's the unique proposition they have. That's the first part from an internal looking space, right? And then align from the outside based on the social list and you see where's the match? What can create resonance with my, my audience, right? What can then drive perhaps commercial viability if you're looking at the entrepreneur space itself, mm. right? Or in a corporate world itself, then what can help me achieve my objective of being visible, for example, or rising up the ranks because people know me for something else or see extra value mm. in what I bring to the table. So in the simplest form, look outside first and then look inward and then find that, that middle ground essentially. Mm, so okay essentially it's resonance at least that's what I'm getting right mm. so it's not just about being yourself not just about being authentic but mm. trying to be human but at the same time know what is palatable outside and then you know build that I'll give you a simple example sense. right yeah. so when I first started out I, I was very passionate about the HR space like I mentioned so I felt that I could do a lot of things ranging from the recruitment side, engagement side, whatever it is, right? So I went out, just positioned myself as a HR guy, essentially, who's passionate about this. One-stop one shop, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? That's what a lot of SMEs do, yeah, typically. Yeah. Don't ever call yourself a one-stop shop, okay? Yeah, so, so, that, so that was a problem, actually. Yeah, so what yeah. happened was very interesting because I, I'm a millennial, right? Mm. And I'm doing HR. So at that point in time, the millennial topic was quite big. Mm. That was about four years ago. Mm. And then I started receiving more calls saying, hey, Sam, can you talk about the topic about millennial engagement, attraction, and you know, things like that. And that's where I realized that the market saw me as a millennial HR expert because I'm a millennial, I'm talking about HR. And that's why for that moment, that period of time, I pivoted the brand a little bit to, towards the millennial HR guy, right? That helped me grow my business quite a fair bit. That got me, you know, the food in the door, essentially. Then I knew something else was that I wasn't really passionate about the millennial topic because that was like the, the fat. Right? And I know mm. Gen Z is going to come up, whatever it is, so this cannot be a long-lasting thing. So what got me thinking was then, what is something that's more long-lasting? What is something that I still believe in that I can slowly pivot there, that I need to start building, essentially? Because you don't want to be just a one-hit wonder overnight you know, mm, success mm, and mm, 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 mm. disappear after a while, right? Mm. So that's why I was thinking longer term. So while I was like kind of capitalizing on the millennial topic, doing well for that one to two years, basically, I was building behind the scenes that I knew up and coming next is employer branding. And next is also about, you know, HR employee branding come together, which is why I pivoted to HR employee branding, something that was a sweet spot for the very fact that I had HR marketing background. Mm. And I always saw that two being very complementary, essentially. Mm. So from a millennial HR guy, that got me the foot in the door with many people. People start to know who I am, what I stand for. And then I started sharing more about what I'm really passionate about. And that's where things starting to get into place and, you know, where I am today, basically. Okay, okay. So... I get what you're trying to say, right? Mm. And I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're trying to be more actionable in that sense from the things you say, writing mm. content, building resonance. Mm. It's not just randomly write content, right? Yep. You want to see what people want out there, be opportunistic and all those kind of stuff, right? But, and all that, it's, it's beautiful and great in a sense that it's mm. very entrepreneurial, you know, and you're a solution provider out there. Mm. So it's very outward, right? A lot mm. of a lot of people, the hunters, right? We call them the hunters, yep. right? People yep. that are out there, active. But what about if I am just someone that 
is in a corporate space. I'm just one of the people and I'm, I'm okay being one of the people. I just want to explore to see if I can promote, right? To see if I can move up the ladder because I'm young, right? 25, yep. 35, you know, mm. exploring career and I'm not that, that wild outside, right? So how does personal branding then practically stand for me and how can I take action without spending too much time in that sense? <laughs> so like I, I backtrack a little bit, right? Mm. I said personal branding is about reputation. Exactly. Essentially, mm. it's about creating trust, mm. right? So most people, the misconception is that personal branding is about going on social media, being loud, just about creating mm. content. Just post, post, post. Precisely, right? right? Just post all the nonsense, get all the likes and people think that you are somewhere share, there. Share, share, like, like, like. Precisely, precisely. Right? That, that's a misconception, isn't it? Mm. But if you're talking about offline, I think that's also a part that is even more important, in fact. You know, one thing that has worked out really well for me is that besides the online part where I constantly ensure that presence is there, good value is there, is that I make an effort to bring the relationship from online to offline. Mm. I think that's very powerful. So for those, to your question, to those who are in corporate, for instance, mm. there is no real, let's say, um, need to kind of you know, expose themselves yeah, outside. Like the accounts department, the engineering department, you know, those kind of guys that are yep. doing a lot of ops, back end stuff. Yep. Important, but not out there. Precisely. Yeah. So how do they articulate their value internally? I think that's the key thing. Mm. So the key thing is then, okay, relationship, right? Trust is because of good relationships for a start. How do you build relationships with decision makers, with stakeholders, with your supporters? Okay, so personal brand, how it grows. One aspect of it, right, is you need to have a good, what we call fan base essentially. Right? Fancy, fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you want people to root for you, right? Yeah. As with any any you know celebrity or human being, mm. you have both sides of the coin, right? You have your fans, you have your haters. The idea is that you want to have more fans than haters or stronger fans than haters, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? I always joke about it, you know, like celebrities like you know, in the past, like all those Andy Laos or whoever it is, right? Good looking, charismatic. They have their haters as well, right? Mm. But they're more fans than haters, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, how do you create your fan base? even without talking about online bit. So within a company, right? Do you have supporters? Are you just working in silo? Obviously, I, I know you mentioned like accounts, engineering. Sometimes they're used to working individually, their mm. own work. But I'll encourage you if you're in that space, right? To think of how can you widen your network? Or even, I, I should rephrase myself, how do you widen your connections rather? Mm. Most people think that having network equals your network. That's only half the equation because think about this, right? I can have a network of 100,000 people. The simple litmus test is this. If I take out my mobile phone today, I want to text any of them. How many will respond to me and come to my help if I need them? Mm. That is connection to me. Whether you actually build that relationship. So for corporate people who are not keen to expose themselves too much, think of how you can build meaningful connections. It's not just about numbers, but people who are really root for you. People who have deep connection, who will help you when you need. Of course, you're not building a relationship to expect that help. Mm. But all this will come naturally once you build that connection itself, I feel. And also, I think one important thing is that how do you make yourself more visible? It's not always about being loud. You know, I think one misconception is that I need to be loud, I need to speak up in all meetings, you know, to, to yeah, be visible. Raise your hand, raise your hand, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in fact, a recent focus group that I ran, right, in Chinese, I think they were saying that um, 吵得多的孩子有糖吃 or something. Mm-hmm. So basically, those who make the most noise gets what they want, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think that's one part of the question, but as a management, as a shrewd business owner, you know, as a leader itself, you see through this over time. Mm. I've seen more and more over time as well. Right? It makes me reflect back in my younger days as well. You know, people that really stand out are those who are trustworthy, mm. can get the job done. And you know that you can count on them to do the things, essentially. Rather than those who talk a lot, but you realize that it's just empty vessels, it's just noise, mm. it's just a distraction more than anything. Mm. So I think these are some things that corporate employees can think about, right? How can I build more meaningful connections, not just network? How can I increase my trustworthiness in terms of deliverable, in terms of reliability? 
how can I make myself more visible through the value I give and not just about showcasing myself? Mm. And one more thing that I reflected quite recently is that if I can turn back time in my corporate days, right, I won't focus so much on just myself. I'll think of how can I lift others up as well. Mm. I think that's the part that people appreciate and generally people have that kind of innate need to kind of return a favor. Mm. Reciprocity, right, typically. Mm. So if you're constantly helping people, doing people favors and stuff like that, chances are they want to find ways to help you as well because they feel bad, mm. typically. So that's also one way to think about how can I add value, how can I build an ecosystem, you know, things like that. And that will definitely help your career a lot, a lot, as compared to just individuals thinking, how can I shine? How can I get the next promotion? How can I showcase myself while making sure that others don't look good? Mm. All this can help in the very, very short term, but over time you get exposed and it can hit you back a hundred times, basically. Mm. Be trustworthy, be likable, find your connections in the workplace, external, all those mm. stuff. I get it, right? And the, the thing is, for people that get it, they are already doing it, mm. you know, in some way or another. And there are all these other people that are listening that will be like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I don't know. You know, mm. it's like, I kind of know this is what it is, but I don't know how to do it, right? So based on your experience talking to so many people, working mm. so many groups, give us like a few practical steps, you know, to, to go about building this kind of trust, building this kind of connections, you know, how to be likable at a workplace and, and all that stuff. I think for a start, one simple way is then look at who are your top fans. I think a simple way is to list them down. Let's say within corporate itself, right? Let's say I'm from HR, for instance. I work with finance, with, you know, uh, with audit, with marketing, for example. I like to see who are the people I'm working with and who are the ones that I can convert into my supporters. I think that's a very quick way to think about it, right? Mm. So list down, have the clarity and see who are the people you can convert to. And these are a strong call for a start. It can be just five people, 10 people that can help you get things done a lot faster. Once you get things done a bit faster, you assess the next level, the middle management, senior management level. Then you start thinking, how can I work with them to become my fans then, right? Built from low up. I think that's how a lot of people start thinking in terms of, you know, uh, I need to reach a senior management start. How, how do I reach that people, for example? It's far. So how do you start small first to have that building block? You know, I always say career is like a building block. You don't go from one to hundred straight away. If you want to be CEO, you need to break down the smaller blocks in terms of what I need, right? For example, I need to have financial acumen, which is why I listen to this podcast, for example, right? One I, I is hope then, you become a CEO after listening yeah, to this yeah, podcast. Sure. The potential is there. The potential, 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 okay. Yeah, so, so that's <laughs> one, right? You also need to have that network, for example. You need to have that presentation skills. So what are the building blocks? Use that and map it out and then find ways to build it up towards the end goal itself. You may or may not reach there, but at least at every stage of your career, you know you're progressing and your value is increasing. I think that's important. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In that sense, building a personal brand, multifaceted, there's no simple answer to it. But being likable, trustworthy, take the actions, mm. put in the effort, be conscious about it, all those stuff, great. But then, how do I know I'm overdoing it? You know, like, then, then it become a bit fake, right? Like, like wow, you're very sing-shi, you know? Like, very, and this guy, very fake, uh, try too hard. And, uh, how do I know that I'm doing too much, <laughs> you know? And 
how do I manage that balance, that delicate balance so that it doesn't mm. ruin my reputation? Like you said, right? <laughs> you, you mentioned briefly trying too hard. Mm. If you realize that your brand is constantly changing because of what people want, what people talk about you, what people constantly look for, you need to relook at your brand already. Mm. I think that's a problem. Because like I said, it comes with two sides of the coin or two aspects of it, right? First and foremost, of course, social listening. What's out in the market? What's some things you can fulfill essentially? The resonance part, right? And internally, what do you really stand for? All of us have a certain set of core values, things that we believe in, right? And that's where you need to find alignment from that. That's the basic that I cannot compromise. Because once you have that basic that you know is there, no matter what form you change, it still goes back to the core fundamental that you're trying to achieve. So like for example, myself, it's always about, you know, um, ensuring that I lift people up. It's about leaving a positive legacy for myself, right? It's about um, constantly experimenting, helping people develop. That doesn't change, no matter whether I'm in the HR field, whether I'm in the media field, whatever it is, right? I'm still trying to achieve the objective through different channels, through different forms. So that's what I think personal branding is all about. What's the core that is common for you? And over the course of your career, the form may change, but at the end of the day, people still think of you as that core person. Mm. I need something to think about. So the... the Red flag, like you mentioned, is if you realize you're trying too hard to please others all the time, you're shifting your brand, your message, your positioning for every single person that you meet just to make them happy and make yourself look good, something is wrong. Mm. In that sense, what is wrong then? You know, isn't me just being strategic? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make everybody like me, ma, right? Mm. You know, in that sense. So what is wrong in that sense? So you go back to the fundamental what we spoke about reputation, right? Is what you're known for. Right? What do people look at you for? Typically, maybe one of core things and a few things that are peripherals that adds onto it. If everyone thinks of you in a different manner, right, it creates more confusion than clarity. Um, okay. And your brand doesn't be, and your brand could be known as let's say, okay, Sam is the media guy for to, to Reggie, he's a HR guy to this company, the company, or whatever it is, it becomes confusing and the brand doesn't become strong. Because for example, if I refer someone to Sam, right? I don't know what does he really stand for then. Is he the media guy? Is he the HR guy? Is it, what is he basically, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to have a focus, right? That people can think of you as, you know, specifically what is it or at least a few core things and then the brand becomes stronger. You build over time. Mm-hmm. The peripherals can come underlying is fine. You know, you can do it along the way but what is your core? That, that's very important and that's something that most people fall in the trap into, you know, at the very beginning like myself, you know, I want to do everything because I know I can do a lot of things. But then how do you get the foot in the door first? What do you want to be known for first? What's the low-hanging fruit that can help you create that, that leverage, essentially? Then people will give you the opportunity to say thousand and one other things that you want to do with them. Okay. So then if I am only, you know, uh, starting out mm. in, in my career, Yep. okay, like I'm, I'm new in my career, I just got down to things, at what point do I really want to spend a lot of bandwidth. I may accidentally be building my personal branding already. Right? We are because building the day-to-day like basis. Day-to-day yes. basis, yeah. I'm already doing it, right? Yeah. Based on yeah. how I greet the guys, you know, based on what I do, how on time I am, mm-hmm. my project, mm-hmm. you know, quality, all that. Where I'm already yep. like casually building. And I believe everyone is doing that, right? Yep. Yep. But then whatever you've said, right, is very strategic. Because you're like the pro, right? You want like, okay, we do this, this is our agenda, this is our goal, and how do we build this, social resonance, da, 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 da. So it's very, very like structured, you know, which is great. But at what point do you think I should get down to it? You know, if I'm like just new to a company, new to a career, new to something, do you have some basic advice for me? Like, you know, already some of the things you still need to, you know, so many things to do, I still need to care about personal branding. 
So a lot of people ask me this question, right? You know, like Sam, you, you do so many things. You may, you have a kid, you know, you have two businesses, you do thousand and one things basically. How do you manage them and still do them well, essentially? A simple answer is how do you find a synergy between them? In a very local term, we always say how you use one stone to kill multiple birds, right? You know, instead Wait, of... That's a very local thing, huh? I guess. One stone, yeah, 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 yeah. Each right. one, yeah, 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 yeah. Very direct translation. Quite, quite yes. a bit, right? Yes, quite yes, a bit. Yes, yes, yes. So, so how do you not see individual tasks as individual tasks, but coming together as a common objective, mm-hmm. right? So um, I can see, for example, writing a content as one, one piece. I can see, let's say, personal branding is one piece. I can see my promotion as one piece, for example. Mm. But all of them can be coming together as one objective, which is growing my career, mm. Mm. for example. So if you're able to see how all these things connect together, the synergy itself, you can then very, very clearly understand that how can I use the minimal resources, right? to then achieve all these things concurrently. Because when I achieve one thing, for example, when I finish an article, it's part of one way I can recascade it to my personal brand part. It's one way to showcase to my boss that I have the value that helps towards my promotion, for example. So don't think of the thousand and one things as thousand and one things, but how do you synergize them? So put them in pockets at least, right? So that it feels like you have limited resources, yes, but you have minimal stuff to do now because one item that you do can be leveraged onto multiple things that adds up to an overall Mm. objective mm. okay okay mm. because i don't want to be spending all my off work hours thinking about this precisely, precisely, <laughs> i don't precisely. want to be doing too much Correct. in that sense right yeah. uh, so then you keep saying about content writing articles you know like that's probably where you start mm. right so then if i cannot write like you know you know like how do i then do that like do i just does everyone need to write an article mm. or or, or are there other mediums? Are there other things that can be done? Writing in just one way. I think for me, because I, I wasn't a good writer to start with. Mm-hmm. By practice and over time, it became very natural and very comfortable yeah, I think my me. teacher killed me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like oh, yeah, you cannot write one. La. That's why it takes practice. <laughs> and for me, it, it's really about finding your voice. You know, mm. um, What is the suitable voice that makes you the most comfortable, that brings the most value to not just you, but your audience? Mm. Right. So for example, like your case, you have a nice voice. You know? Thank you. Doing podcasts is great. Thank you. Right? Mm. So if you can't write, don't write. Just do a podcast. It helps you and it grows and it's doing well. Don't, right? don't just do a podcast, guys. Just don't do. <laughs> don't <laughs> it's a lot of work. A lot of work, yeah. We can uh, talk about this another day. But yes, yeah, continue, yeah. continue. Yeah. So, so it's finding the medium, right? <laughs> finding the right approach. Right? You know so, when you're professional, right? Yeah. Then you see everything in a of very course. nuanced manner. The like, more you know, the more you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you know, it's like, cannot, cannot. Just belt so, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Continue, please. Continue. So, so it's about finding your own voice, essentially. If you're a good writer, go write an article. Write a short post, for example. Mm. If you have a nice voice, do a podcast. Mm. If you look good, if you think that you, you can perform well, do a video, do a TikTok, for example. Really? Like dance, dance, TikTok, like that? Yeah, contributes yeah. to personal brand? It does, but it depends on what kind of brand you're trying to build, right? Mm. You know, in which field they're in as well, right? Mm. And if you're not good with social media, for example, do the more traditional way, building real meaningful connections in person, mm. conversations, yeah. doing a small favor for somebody, just adding value. At, at the end of the day is, how do I add value in the most my way? Mm. The most Reggie way, the most Sam way, right? Yeah. Is it through article? Is it through podcast? Is it just helping you to, you know, do your, a small favor to introduce you to someone, for example, mm. that can help you in some way? As simple as that. How yeah. do you build that trust, the credibility, that value for people? That's what helps your personal brand. It's not just about, I must be a best writer. I must have, you know, 10,000 videos or views every single day and stuff like that. It's not about that. That's a vanity matrix and most people think that that's, an end. It's just a means to an end to some extent, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I must start a stop stack, you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like what you just point out about like, if you cannot do content, then just do traditional, 
Because mm. the, the thing about traditional is that nobody talks about it, right? That's why it's called traditional, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's taken as like... But in fact, that's more powerful, don't you think so? Yeah. I mean, think of it as a cycle, right? In the mm. past, where there's no social media, you, you can't leverage yourself on that platform. You have to build meaningful relationships through conversations, knock on doors and stuff like that, or phone calls, right? And now with social media, it becomes so easy to make connections. And because of that, people forget about the offline connection, about having that phone call, that coffee, and building that real relationship. A lot of times people forget about that. They just think that, oh, I want to build cloud. I want to build followership. I have 20,000 followers on LinkedIn and I'm cool, you know, and things like mm-hmm. that. But how many of these are real connections that I spoke about? Mm-hmm. So I think it's an opportunity that most people don't think about because they think that it's passing. But in fact, it's not. I feel mm-hmm. that with social media, it kind of brings back that opportunity to build relationships, real relationships, offline, individually as well. Yeah, so tell me how do I then build like good connections? Because in the traditional sense means I have to go out and network, right? I have to make friends, I have to talk to people, join associations, all those kind of stuff, right? But then what are some good ways? Because honestly, networking event turns me off. Mm. Like beta hunt, you know, go and all this networking event, I feel like I'm getting fished, you know, it's like all these weird, weird Mm. people out there. So I hate it and I believe that I'm not alone, you know, in terms of like networking. Over time, I've given up on that. Right, but then how will you do it? And you know, how can you give me some, give all of us some practical advice? I used to hate networking a lot. Mm-hmm. I still don't enjoy it, to be honest. <laughs> but what helped me is that um, now I'm looking at more targeted networking. Mm. Let me explain a bit more, right? So unlike a lot of entrepreneurs or you know, senior management, they're very comfortable networking, like social butterflies that we call them, right? You go oh. out, just see anyone, hi, you know, there's a lot of topics that comes up very naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not me. It scares I know that. me. It scares me when I see all of them. It, it, it's, it's tiring at times also <laughs> yes, for people yes. like us who are not comfortable with that. And that's why I felt that LinkedIn was very powerful for me. Or for that matter, any social media platform that helps you. Why? Because what I did on LinkedIn, just to share some framework, right, was that I started out creating just content, you know, writing articles for the very beginning. And based on that, I started observing who are the ones engaging my content. So I wasn't focusing on number of likes or views. I was focusing on who are the profile, who are the people that be constantly supporting and engaging me for a start. With that, I started engaging them individually. So for example, I realized, oh, Reggie has been following all my posts in the past one month. What I do is I drop him a short message. I say, hey, thanks a lot for this. You know, if you'd like to have a coffee chat to explore further on some topics that we spoke about, you know, happy to share more, exchange thoughts. And typically that opens up a lot of doors, basically. Mm. And that builds real connection because the interesting thing about content or personal branding is that even if I haven't met you before, Right? It feels like I know you for a long time already. Mm, and that's mm. what some, a lot of people, in fact, most people tell me when they meet me for the first time. Mm. Because they follow me on LinkedIn, social media, and that's where they met me. And that's where the conversation opens up very comfortably. It doesn't feel like I'm going in to sell something or pitch. Mm. It's like, I want to know more about what you shared about this. You know, mm. I want to know more about Sam in greater detail that you're not sharing on social media. And then naturally it comes out like, so Sam, tell me more about what you do. Mm. How can I help you even? That's very interesting and that's very powerful to me actually. So networking doesn't have to be always like going into a cold networking session, but how do you curate your audience? How do you go targeted based on your comfort level? One-to-one, one-to-few, and that's powerful. I'd rather have 10 strong connections than 20,000 that are there to follow me, but I don't know any one of them and I can't even work with them or anything basically. Mm, mm. I, I know what you mean. Like with our listeners, when I telegram them and then, you know, I, I'll just kind of use audio chat with them mm. and they'll be like, ah, <laughs> it's like it's as if they they've connected with me for yep, yep. many many you know very very long and yep. yeah we have cumulatively I think what five to ten hours we've gone a journey with them yeah, for yeah, a while yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> it's been a while so so it's a thing right so yep. so that's that 
And I think you've you've shared a lot of good stuff. You share a lot of um, you know strategies and and different things. Of course, we can definitely go deeper and deeper mm. into like specificity, how to do it, and all those things become very technical, right? Mm. And they could definitely follow you to just kind of learn that from you, from where you're publishing your stuff. Mm. But you know, give me something at the end as to how has all these things benefited you? Mm. Yeah. So you do all these, you try all these real life experience and benefit that you've experienced? To be honest, a lot of things, you know, which is why I'm such a big believer of building personal brand. First thing is I had, I have so much more friends now, you know, as compared to what I had in corporate world itself mm -hmm. and real friends, connections that are willing to kind of stand by me, stand for me, even though I don't know them as well at times. It's very interesting. That's the first thing. And second thing is that, of course, a lot of opportunities just open up without me realizing. Um, for example, right, I think that was about two years ago. I had an offer. That was before Stories of Asia was founded. That was my first company. Um, someone offered me a global HR director role. Mm. At my age, I was about 32 back then. Mm. Mm. And I, I left corporate world as a middle management, mm. right? I never had regional exposure, let alone global. So that was interesting because that credibility, that trust was established because of what you have online and offline. Mm. So I think these are some benefits that I saw, you know, in terms of the trustworthiness, in terms of opportunities, whether it's business or corporate opportunities, in terms of real connections that can become a lifelong kind of relationship. I think that's something I value a lot. And yeah, I think it's just about also the ability for me to, to do what I want to do, you know, in terms of giving back, in terms of influencing people in what I believe in. All these things are amazing. And, and, I have never have imagined that to be honest when I first started out because I never had a concept of personal branding at the beginning. Mm. But a mentor taught me about that and I started becoming more focused. And since then, things just happened and it's really cool, I thought, yeah. Nice, cool stuff. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for coming on. And I hope all of you that are like not the fighters, you know, doing your accounts, doing your engineering, HR department and whatnot, like what people perceive as back office, middle office, could also leverage on, you know, personal branding and building yourself, build your trust, build your reputation and, you know, build that career that you want to do. Thank you. Thanks Thank for your you. time. Thanks for having me. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us, will help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have some interesting thoughts to share or know someone that you want to hear more from, reach out to us through hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So last three questions, we ask every single guest. Sure. Okay, so the That's first it. one is, what is the core life principle that you hold closely to? 
for me, it's really about in everything that you do, you learn something. Mm. This is something that my mom has taught me since very, very young and applies to me in all aspects of life. You know, um, It's not about always doing glamorous stuff, even the smallest dirty work, even like setting up Wi-Fi in a company chalet, sorting out Excel spreadsheets. Painting the wall. Painting the wall, you know, <laughs> filling the holes or whatever it is, right? <laughs> if you put things into perspective, mm, right, mm. to see the bigger picture, what it leads to, there are plenty of opportunities. But if you just choose to see it as a, a task, a task, a shit job in that sense, right? Mm. You're not going to accomplish anything. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. And I take pride in painting my studio's wall. <laughs> That's why we have a comfy place, right? Yep, yep. Number two is, uh, what is a personal finance advice that you feel needs to be further propagated? Investment is important, but one thing that people often forget is investing yourself. Okay. So I think investing yourself to grow your personal brand, to grow your connections, to grow your knowledge, your competency, your value. Mm. That's important. Yeah, and it's not always money, right? It's yep. a lot about spending your time, your bandwidth, learn new stuff, meet people yep. for coffee and all that. Yep. All right. And last question is, which part of your life are you giving additional focus to now? Definitely family, I would say my son, mm. right? That's a new phase of my life. Keto, so. keto. Yeah, having mm. fun, enjoying myself. So mm. striking a good balance, you know, between... Uh, work, sun, and of course, sleep, energy. So that's where I am now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shout out to the debtpreneur. See you around. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.